Hi, this is Patrick, and you're listening to the Officer Involved podcast. Officer Involved, the documentary, is now finished, and we are in the process of making arrangements to screen the film to audiences across the country, as well as film festivals, where accepted. It is February 26th, 2016. A lot has happened since the last episode of the podcast, and our work on the project, in policing, and the state of our country. We've gone back and forth on how or when we'd even launch our upcoming episodes of the Officer Involved podcast, this being just one of three in the near future. About a week ago, I received an email from a friend and retired police officer. You'll hear from him in a moment. I won't say his name, that's by his request, or reveal much about his circumstances, except to say that he shot and killed a man several years ago when he worked as a police officer. The following years were a challenge for him for a number of reasons, but all traceable back to his being involved in a shooting. He and I became friends over my work on the film, and when I opened the email, all I expected was a kind word and some catching up. Instead, I found a letter. A letter to, to the, the man, man I, I killed. killed. Some people know this about me. Others do not. I have killed a man. This is not a confession. It is just fact. I have nothing to hide about it. I'm not ashamed of the fact. I have no regrets about doing it. I was doing my job. At the time of your death, I was a police officer, and you tried your best to kill me. I am the police officer that killed you. I hope you were not long in your suffering, but as I am aware, during the short time I spent with you listening to your cries of agony and for mercy, the curses you spat at me, I endured as you bled to death. I endured. I hope you had a chance to reconcile with our Creator before you went, and the angels bore you away to a better place. I would have prayed with you had there been time, but there was not, so I could only pray for you, and occasionally I still do. People who choose a path like the one you chose probably don't weigh into the equation the most dreadful consequences of their actions. I waded into my own equation every day as a police officer. I have experience with death. In fact, death and I are quite intimate with each other. You have your death. I died a physical death once, albeit briefly, but I was brought back. I wondered for what? A specific event? Your death? I never really feared a physical death. When I came back, that lack of fear was reaffirmed. I suppose that made me infinitely more dangerous as an adversary, more so than someone merely chest-thumping with a nothing-to-lose attitude at the risk of sounding cliché. I took your life. I get that. But still, you took something from me, and you changed me forever. I have been a hunter for most of my life, including a hunter of armed men. What Hemingway said about the hunting of armed men and liking it is true. You never really care for anything else thereafter.
I hunt animals still, but often do not pull the trigger. Perhaps in time this will change. Killing a man is nothing to take lightly. It changes you. It changes what people think about you. You aren't the same person anymore. And still, I love life. I revel in the beauty of it, both the simplicities and intricacies of it. This solitary act does not define me. It doesn't even scratch the surface. People who do not know talk about it as though it was no big deal. But I will tell you, it is a huge deal. Get over it. Put it behind you. Try not to think about it. Which are all great thoughts. Were it that easy, who wouldn't? It does not work that way. Perhaps people would begin to understand the gravity of it were they to see a police officer choking on the barrel of their own gun trying to turn it off, or writing about it with the muzzle of a gun pressed against her temple. Some succumb to the haunting despair. I will not. To the contrary, I consider it a visit from an old enemy. I sometimes welcome the nightmares, the gore, and the violence to let it know it will never best me. The outcome is the same at its base. I live. Whatever attacks me does not. They fail. I survive. When I awaken from my sleep, if you can call it that, dripping slick with sweat, heart pounding, I am still alive. I get to relive our event every day since it happened, not because I want to. I have no choice. It just comes calling whenever it feels like it. No warning. It just intrudes multiple times a day. What triggers it? Everything, and nothing at all. I'm always expecting the unexpected, always aware. I have a heightened tactical plan to kill everyone I meet. Only a police officer or soldier would understand that. It is not paranoia. I am situationally aware even in my dreams. Realistically, there is always a target on my back. But that's what I signed up for when I pinned on the badge. This is just part of what it is like to be a police officer. Walt Whitman said, if you done it, it ain't bragging. But if you haven't done it, the things I have done, your opinion, armchair quarterbacking, and constant shuffling of the what-if deck really doesn't mean shit to me. Still, my adversary, I admire your tenacity. It was a fair fight for the most part. Well, you cheated a little. But still, it was a fight to the death, your death. But I don't hate you. 
truth be told, I just feel sorry for you. Oddly, I have not shed one tear for you, and I have cried many times during my career. My lamentation over the loss of my favorite bird dog was loud, tearful, and long-lasting. Maybe because he was a true friend, and you, you were just what you were, my enemy, and that changes everything. You made fatal mistakes, young and invincible, tough guy full of bravado, whether false or real. You had choices, you made poor ones. I was already committed when I climbed out of my patrol car and stood on the asphalt. Perhaps you just hesitated, or maybe we're just too slow. The latter is obvious fact. Everything else is merely speculation. I would like to thank you for some things, like looking over my shoulder for the rest of my life, and for cutting my career 13 years short. Thanks for helping me see that my department was totally incapable of handling the shooting investigation and subsequent homicide investigation. It perfectly illustrated the creed, a false friend is more dangerous than a known enemy. It was a real eye-opener after many years on the job to realize that incompetent supervisors and politicians have no hesitation to hang a target on the back of a good police officer for doing his job and doing it well. I wonder how many other officers have had their civil rights violated by their own departments during post-shooting investigation fiascos. Police officers have rights, too. Please keep that in mind. While my career was cut short, I am thankful I would never again at that agency have to endure shoddy procedures and listen about my other options in a justified deadly force scenario from cowards and idiots. Nor will I have to worry about being returned to the front lines as soon as possible without a chance to decompress, nor worry that a modicum of protection would be afforded my family, who has suffered greatly at their hands. I remember visiting the scene of the shooting on the first anniversary of your death, not knowing what I would find there. What I found there was absolutely nothing to mark the occasion. There was, however, a small token of remembrance there when I left. That struck me as very sad. The only one who bothered to pay their respects was the one who put you in the ground. Were I able, I would sit down and share a drink with you and a fine meal. I would do so before I broke bread with some of my so-called brothers or the politicians from my town who were so quick to feed us to the wolves. 
I mean that with the very fiber of my soul. You were a worthy adversary. I thank you for bringing a real gun to a real gunfight. I thank you for turning your attention to me and leaving the younger officer alone. I thank you for the baggage that keeps me in a perpetual state of being physically and mentally worn out. Perhaps I'll see you on the other side. If you reconciled and the angels came to take you away to heaven that early summer morning, if so, maybe we can have that drink and share a meal. If not, you made another bad choice, infinitely worse than the first, and I will never see you again. With sincerity, the police officer that killed you. Thank you for listening to the Officer Involved Podcast. This show is a way for us to discuss questions and topics that we may not otherwise address in the film. Officer Involved, the documentary, is now available for screening to police departments and organizations across the country. If you or someone you know is interested in hosting a screening, you can reach out to us at officerinvolvedproject.com screening. For those who may be listening from the South Florida area, there will be a screening at Boca Black Box Theater in Boca Raton on March 21st at 6 o'clock p.m. For details, go to officerinvolvedproject.com screening or check out our Facebook page, Officer Involved. And check back soon for a new episode of this podcast, where I'll tell you about my late-night ride-along, and we'll get to know a veteran officer in an interview-turned-character study. I couldn't hear you, Radio. Could you say that again? What was that? You're a Special thank you today to my friend Ryan Toron, whose song Priscilla played during the letter. Thank you. Take care. Stay safe.